Hi friends, and welcome to Do The Damn Thing. I'm your host, Lauren LaRue. I'm an entrepreneur, a lifestyle coach, and a content creator for my brand, LaRue. And if you're here today, it's because you're ready to elevate your lifestyle, live more intentionally, and achieve your dreams. And you found just the right place to do so. Hello, you beautiful souls. Welcome back to another fabulous week at the Do The Damn Thing podcast. As always, I am so thrilled to have you here with me today. And this week on LaRue, we're focusing on physical wellness. Friday on the blog, we're going to be talking about 10 spiritual ways you can take care of your body and practice better wellness. But there's one topic in particular that I really want to focus on for this entire podcast. And based on that title, I'd say, yep, you can probably guess it. So often we're overworked, overtired, and we don't listen to our bodies, even when they're telling us we're utterly exhausted. So today on the podcast, I am talking to you guys about how, when, and why we need to take a break and listen to our bodies. Now, before I even dive into this podcast and get into the nitty gritty, really fabulous content, I have to tell you guys a very short, funny story that is the reason I came up with the title of this podcast. So about almost two years ago now, my best friend Megan and I were heading up to drive to Orlando to go to Disney for the day, and I had just gotten my brand new Nissan Altima. It was a 2020. I was leasing it, or I still have it, and I had just gotten it. I think I had it for maybe two months, and we were taking my car, and we stopped, got food, filled up the, filled up the gas, and we were heading on the road, and we got on I-75, and we were on the road for not even half an hour, and my car on the dashboard where it's a screen shows me a coffee mug with steam coming out, and it says, take a break, question mark, and Megan and I could not stop laughing about it for the rest of the drive, and now anytime we think the other person needs a break or needs to calm down. We just text each other, take a break, question mark. So today I am not asking you guys a question. I am putting an exclamation at the end of this statement, take a break. We are talking about when and why we need to take breaks and listen to our bodies because it is so, so important for our performance, for our mental health, for our anxiety, for our stress, for our all around greatness. Our bodies speak to us. We all know this. They speak to us like we're having a conversation with it in the form of stress, physical symptoms, anxiety, excitement in positive ways and in negative ways. Every reaction we have in our body is a reaction to our surroundings and it's our body telling us how we should feel about the information or stimulation being given to us. And when we get sick, like getting a cold or even getting a headache, it's our body's way of telling us to slow down and take a break. And when our bodies communicate those symptoms to us, we often feel those symptoms as a symptom of stress. Like we get angry that we've gotten a headache and we can't keep working, or we're angry that we're sick and now we have to stay in bed for the next two days to get better. But this really is just effective coping to situational stress that we're overwhelmed by, but we often don't want to acknowledge. It's our body's way of telling us, nope, guess what? I'm no longer giving you a voice in this situation. You are going to sit your butt down and heal for a day or two because you are overworking yourself. And if you don't take a break, you're going to reach burnout, which we're going to talk about. 
So this is what happens when we don't listen to our body and we just keep pushing. Remember the podcast I did, I think it was towards the beginning of launching Do The Damn Thing on overwhelm. If not, definitely go back and listen to it. It's one of the most downloaded podcasts. When you reach a state of overwhelm and the only way out is to press a hard reset and take a break, one of the reasons we have to do that often is because we're not listening to our bodies. We reach a point of burnout, we reach a point of exhaustion, we reach a point where we're no longer motivated to do our day-to-day routine, we're no longer motivated to do our work, and we take on a lack mindset and we feel we're not achieving enough or seeing enough progress. So an example of this would be, you know, you work yourself to the point of exhaustion And even though you're producing subpar work for yourself, you just keep pushing yourself until you reach burnout. So let's talk about burnout. Burnout is often kind of a rock bottom for a lot of people. It can, it's actually a symptom of mental health on WebMD. Go ahead and look it up. Like burnout is a, I don't know that I'd say medical term, but it's well known. It's got symptoms. It's identified. So Burnout is definitely, like I said, I would say a rock bottom for some people. It's when you push yourself just so hard to the brink of complete and utter mental, emotional, and physical exhaustion, and you've never allowed yourself to take a break. Not only are you physically and mentally exhausted, but you're aware that the work you're producing, like I said, is not top tier, and this is where the emotional exhaustion comes in. So you're causing a sense of failure and self-doubt and your ability to perform, which what do you think that's going to do to your performance? It's only going to keep lowering it. It's only going to keep your inability to perform lower and it's only going to make you feel more and more insecure when you reach that burnout stage. And we all know this certainly isn't necessary. We don't have to get there. If we just allow ourselves time for rest and relaxation and recharge, We don't have to reach these points of exhaustion or even as intense as it gets being burnout. Other symptoms of burnout can also manifest in the form of feeling lonely, unmotivated, like I said, a really negative attitude. So you're taking it out on other people. You'll see your relationships suffer, your friendships, colleague relationships suffer. You'll feel really lost. You'll feel a sense, especially if it's in your work or if you're a student and you're getting a degree and you're, you know, reaching burnout in college You could feel a sense of feeling really lost, as in, is this the right choice for me? Am I in the right job? Am I getting the right degree? And you'll feel often that there's no sense of accomplishment, that the work, like I said, this is the hardest part of it, that the work you're producing and what you're putting out there is not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you a promotion. It's not going to get you that A that you know you're capable of getting. It's not going to get your paper published or whatever you're working towards. When you are a person, which I know every single person listening to this podcast is, when you're a person who you know you're capable of producing expert work in whatever field you're in, and you're not doing that, there is really not a worse feeling because you know you're capable of so much more and you're not giving yourself that space to produce your best work and let your mind breathe because you're pushing yourself too hard. When you reach that space of overwhelm, your space of thinking, your space for creativity, your space for growth all shrinks. That bubble shrinks to nothing and your space for overwhelm and your your bubble for burnout 
just expands completely until it's completely consuming. Now, let me also say that I certainly understand as someone who has a job, as someone who's been in college and got a degree and, you know, I graduated with honors, as someone who's been in and is in both of those positions, I certainly understand the pressure standpoint and the fact that, of course, we all have deadlines to meet and expectations that need to be met. Our professors give us deadlines, our bosses give us deadlines, and we have expectations that need to be met. We can't just say, hey, I think I'm going to reach burnout. Can you give me an extra week on this assignment? I certainly understand that as a college student, that's not feasible. Now, the thing we need to understand is if that is where we're heading, if that's the road we're driving on and the direction we're heading towards, there are some changes that we ourselves need to make in our schedule and in our routine to better fit all the work we're doing so we can still allot ourselves that time to relax, rest, and recharge so we're still not reaching burnout, but we're still allowing ourselves to get our work done and it's at our best caliber. Because really ask ourselves, ask yourself, What does it actually matter if you're not taking care of yourself first and you're turning in or performing at mid-level when you know you're capable of so much more? What does it matter if the paper you turned in is half-assed and you're completely drained? Your argument being, it's done, you know, I got it done, I got it in on time, it meets all the requirements, but it's what? It's C plus work when you know you're capable of A work? Or you had a project that kept you at your desk night and day for two weeks. And when you got to week two, you were just so utterly exhausted that you fought to get the work done. But since you didn't take care of yourself and get the right amount of sleep, rest and relax, you missed something really huge. Now what? You're on the line and you're on the chopping block to get fired. What what does all of that matter if those are the results? If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not putting yourself first and you're not giving yourself the space to rest, relax and recharge and take a break, exclamation point, what is the point? What does working to the point of exhaustion really truly do for us when the work we're turning in, be it school or career, doesn't reflect what we're really truly capable of? Ladies and gentlemen, my friends, gorgeous souls, It's time. This is for the person who absolutely needs to hear this, which I bet you it is 99% of you. It's time to take a break. Offer yourself a ton of compassion and put yourself first for a moment. I'm not saying go take a week off, take a week's vacation, tell your boss, nope, screw it, give this project to someone else, or tell your professors, hey, you know what? I don't need to do this paper. Give me an F. I'll be here next week. Certainly not what I'm saying. What I am saying is look at your schedule, maybe do some rearranging, see what's working and what's not. Look at your routine. Let's look at the intentional living aspect of it. Look at your routine, look at your habits, see what needs to get changed. Make changes so that you're inserting time for rest, relax, and recharge. I'm gonna say that a million more times in this podcast and I am apologize if it gets annoying. So how do we do this? Like I said, that is where the intentional living aspect of this comes in. We need to take the time to take a step back, look at our schedules, because look, I know people are gonna argue, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to take care of myself. I don't have the time to get seven or eight hours of sleep. I don't have the time to X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. And yes, we can make excuses. And yes, a lot of us are on a time crunch. A lot of us do have less time in the day. You might be a parent. You might 
be caring for someone else. You might have school and work. You might have X, Y, and Z. You might have A through Z on your plate. Let me tell you, I understand. I completely and utterly understand. However, how many times have I told you and how many times will I tell you again? If you are not taking care of yourself well and you are not loving yourself, I fully believe you are not capable of doing that for others. So putting yourself first, priority. That has to be a priority in your life. There is just no... At that point, I'm t- I am going to take the compassion aspect of it out and tell you that at that point, if you're not putting yourself first in the way of letting yourself recharge before you enter into a big project, a big paper, whatever it is, and you know you're going to reach burnout if you keep working the way you are and you're acknowledging that and you're still not doing anything to change it, you're your own problem. You're standing in your own way you're not helping yourself. You're not living intentionally. And you and I both know what that looks like when you don't do those things for yourself. So I don't think there are any excuses. I understand that some plates are more full than others. However, I'm not saying you need 18 out of the 24 hours in the day to yourself. I'm saying find the time as little or as much as you can get, give it to yourself, rest, relax, whatever that looks like for you. I'm not telling you to take naps. I'm not telling you to sit on your phone for an hour. That's not resting, I don't think. Whatever is relaxing for you. Read a book, go for a long walk, whatever that looks like for you. And in the blog going out on Friday, I'm giving you 10 pieces of advice, whatever you want to insert into your day, meditation, yoga, etc. All of those things. Those are ways that you can do this to avoid burnout. Those are things you can insert into your day every single day, one thing or the other, even a 10 minute breathing meditation exercise, whatever it needs to be for you that helps you have a little reset in your day. If you're reaching burnout, if you if you see a headache coming on, if you feel it coming on, or if you feel stress coming on, you're getting anxious, step away from your computer, your paper or your project can wait 10 minutes, Go somewhere quiet, leave the room, whatever you're doing, sit down on the floor, feel the ground supporting you, put on meditation music and meditate. I cannot tell you guys, I cannot stress this to you enough how much that taking a break will help you in recharging and getting through the rest of your day. Then go home, have a glass of wine, have a glass of water, whatever it is for you, enjoy a nice dinner. Get some more work done if that's what you need to do, your homework, work project, whatever. Then more rest and relax. Make sure you're reading and getting off your tech before bed, you know, an hour before bed. Make sure you're listening to your affirmations before you go to bed. Then go to sleep. Have a nice rest. Recharge before the next day. This is what this needs to look like. Not telling you, like I said, to go take a week long vacation and then step back into this crappy routine that's got you where you're at. Because that's not going to help. That might help you in the moment and you're like laying on a beach and you're like, wow, I wish I could live like this every day. That, you know, necessarily that vacation aspect of it, you might not be able to because that 
is very expensive. However, the mindset of that you certainly can approach. And that's what this taking a break aspect of intentional living certainly gets you to, is knowing how to confront the anxiety and stress levels in your life and approaching them with a, okay, let me step away, let me deal with this, and then I'll come back recharged to the situation and my work will continue to be productive and top tier of whatever I am producing. I want to share a story with you guys of when I, because I, I really want to stress this to you because this is super, super important to me because so often with the clients I work with and even just conversations I have with people, I talk to them about, especially if you're in school or you're in like a high stress job, whatever it is, everyone's got stress and so many people, it's quite baffling. So many people do not know how to cope with their own stress. They think they know how to deal with it and they think they know where and why it exists in their life. And those things are great. But coping with your stress is very, very different. That's what this is. That's what the intentional living aspect of it is. And that's what I help my coaching clients with is understanding how to cope with day-to-day stress to continue living intentionally and to continue staying in your routine and sticking to what's good for you so you're not falling out of your routine, you're not feeling unmotivated, you're not feeling uninspired and feeling like the work you're producing isn't good, etc. So I really want to stress this to you guys with this story that I've actually never shared with anyone. I don't think I even shared this with my parents when it happened because so much was going on in my life. But I want you guys to really hear what I'm saying because I'm going to share a time with you when I reached complete burnout. And it was a moment where I literally set aside my morals and I was very disappointed in myself. Thankfully, I didn't go through with this, but... It was, a, it was a very difficult moment in my life. So this was shortly after my brother died. So I was a freshman in college and I was 18. When my brother passed away, I took three and a half weeks off school and it was second semester. So it was the spring semester. And obviously taking three and a half weeks off of college gives you a ton of makeup work and puts you way behind. I was in five classes and I was so far behind when I got back. It was, the word overwhelming, I don't even really think, puts that into perspective. So when I got back, because I wasn't willing very much so to deal with my feelings around my brother, I fixated on the work that I needed to make up. I was hyper-focused on making up this work and making sure every piece of it was perfect. That was my distraction. And I created this insane, insane spreadsheet. I really wish this was on video just so I could show this to you guys. I was looking at it when I was making the bullet points for this podcast. If you want to see it, maybe I'll share it on Instagram the day this podcast goes live because it's it's just, if you saw it, it especially if you know who I am, like I'm really hyper organized and just a little OCD when it comes to stuff like that. So anyways. I created this crazy like tracking system and insane schedule. So because I missed three and a half weeks, all of my professors, um, because I went to such a small school, you know, I spoke with the, the dean at the time, her and I and all of my professors agreed that I would get an extra month past the end of the school year to make up all my work. 
So I went a month into the summer to finish all of these assignments. I had assignments, I had reading, I had papers, I had presentations. I even had a group project that two other very nice humans allowed me to finish post the due date. So anyways, I just started fixating on all of this work I had to get done. You know, and I will say that this is extenuating circumstances to a point, I'll acknowledge that. But you could also, I think, argue that this was an even worse reason to push myself. Burnout I reached could have been even more detrimental, like literally could have affected my health. You know, I I guess we could just go back and forth on that topic. But anyways, I started just fixating on the work and I just kept pushing and pushing. I would wake up, eat, get to work, spend all day working on these assignments. And, you know, I was an English major, so... These papers were long and writing was my major. I had to write papers and I had to read. So about, I would say maybe two and a half weeks into that month. So school's out. I'm, you know, it's two and a half weeks into summer now. And I I have a week and a half left to finish all this work. I, I was reaching burnout. Now, I didn't say that to myself. I didn't understand that that's what was happening. But I knew I was getting exhausted. I wasn't giving myself any space to recharge. You know, my sleep was not even really sleeping and it just, it was getting really bad. And I just kept thinking, I'll just relax after I get all this done. Let me just get all of this done, only a week and a half. Let me just get this done and then I'll be okay. And I just kept pushing and pushing and and pushing to get all my work done because I literally did not want to fail out. I'll also say that going into college, I knew I needed the knee surgery that I had two years ago. Now, I didn't know I needed that exact surgery, but I knew I needed a very intense reconstruction. And I wasn't willing to take time off of college to get that done because I couldn't have a knee surgery in New York without my parents. I needed to come home and that would have meant taking a semester off. And so I just wasn't willing to do it. I wanted to graduate with my friends and that was non-negotiable for me. So then when, you know, my brother passed away, my parents and I, while I was home in Florida, we did talk about me taking the time off, but I refused. I I was just like, you know what? No, it's going to put me so far behind. And I really just want to graduate with my friends. And I spoke to my professors and they were willing to give me all this extra time to make up all the work. So I was like, no, what? I can do it. Anyways, it's like a week and a half left. And I'm just like, I have to get this done. I can't let anyone down. Everyone gave me all this extra time. You know, I think the best part of it all for me was the fact that it was a distraction. It kept me from thinking about the reality of my life, which was that my brother had just died. And I'll also say that I was suffering from really severe panic attacks during that time, about an entire year after my brother passed. I had a really horrible fear of death. It gave me intense, intense panic attacks to the point of hyperventilating and then I would pass out. The fact that I wasn't dealing with any of my real emotions, I think was only contributing to this burnout that was about to happen. So I was just fixating and focusing all of my energy, all of that tight, tight anxiety into finishing these assignments. There was one specific assignment. There was a research paper. I remember this so clearly. I remember the assignment. I remember what I wrote this paper on. And it was one of the last assignments. And I had to turn in a a first draft, an edited draft, and then a final draft of this paper. I was so utterly exhausted. I just, I, I couldn't fathom the idea of writing another paper. 
and the emotions were starting to set in and my body, like the idea of even just sitting on a computer and typing, my body wanted to give out. I I think it was like 12 o'clock at night. I'm sitting in my apartment. My two roommates are home and they're asleep. And I'm just like, all I wanted to do was break down and cry. And I'm just so overwhelmed and went to one of my sources and it was like this far out source for my paper. And I looked at those sources and then looked at those sources and I ended up finding a paper that was very related to the paper that I was going to write. And I was fully prepared to send in a plagiarized paper. I was going to send in that paper as my own. I was going to corrupt my morals, potentially bail myself out of college, get myself expelled out of college because I had pushed myself so hard to get this work done. Like this makes me so sad to think about and even say out loud. And it makes me so mad at myself to even admit because if you know me personally, you know that I... I value my work so much and you know two of my really good friends from college we all worked on our thesis and our honors thesis together that process to me despite how nauseatingly difficult it was sometimes was so beautiful and now I look back at that moment in my life where I was literally about to send a professor who let me also say I ended up becoming wildly close with I babysat her children I've never actually even told her this story, but I was some, someone I looked up to so highly. I was literally about to send a plagiarized paper and jeopardize my entire future. That, that's how burnt out I got. I had the email written. I was ready to send it and I was going to send it the following morning and I went to sleep and I literally, it, it, it was like a scene out of the movie. I literally woke up in the middle of the night, slammed my hands on my bed, like sat up so quickly and I just started freaking out and I started sobbing and I emailed the teacher the next morning. I emailed my professor the next morning and I told her I really need more time. I just sent her that email. I didn't say anything else. I just said I I would really appreciate more time or something like that. Obviously, I don't remember. It was years ago, but I do know that I was fully ready to accept that if I couldn't get more time that I would be okay with failing out of the class than rather literally corrupting my own morals because I hadn't offered myself breaks, time for rest. And obviously more than that, I hadn't been dealing with my emotions and my brother's death. I was so incredibly angry with myself and so mad and so disappointed in myself that I was prepared to take those actions for a class. Now, granted, I was paying thousands of dollars for that class and for my education, However, was I really prepared to give all that up and potentially be expelled out of my college and lose the respect of my friends and my professors because I didn't let myself rest? Like that's, those are the thoughts that we need to be thinking about. That, that is literally the potential for things to happen when we don't let ourselves rest and we don't give ourselves the space to recharge. I think back to that moment in my life so often. I really cannot stress that to you guys. The point of this is that if we don't allow ourselves breaks and we work not just too hard, but we push ourselves so far over the line 
to where we're not only compromising our work, but our integrity, we should be asking questions, not pushing further. Your integrity, your health, those things matter. And if that means letting someone down because you didn't reach an assignment deadline versus corrupting your morals or hurting your health, I choose the beginning every single day. And I really hope you guys do as well because your morals, your integrity, and your health, they all matter very, very much. And they are never more valuable than you trying to complete an assignment or complete a work project before a deadline. Because I will also feel like I really can promise you there are very few people in the world who can work that well under that much stress that you're putting on yourself and produce top tier work still under that much burnout. It's just not possible. I don't know anyone that can do that. The harder you push yourself in that sense, I don't mean challenge yourself, but the harder you push yourself to get things done when you're not giving yourself this space to rest, the more you're going to burn out. And that is what I've got for you guys today. I really, really hope that story resonated with you. It took a lot for me to share that. I'm not necessarily embarrassed by it, but it was just a very dark moment in my life. I was still so young and, you know, I will say that obviously I'm very proud that I didn't choose to make that choice, especially because, like I said, if you do know me, I very much so not only value my morals and my integrity, but I most certainly value the respect of my friends and my professors. And I know that I would have lost it in that moment. And like I said, I know that there were extenuating circumstances, but at that point, is there really... I don't think there's really ever any excuse to take credit for someone else's work and plagiarize something for the sake of not failing out of a class or not reaching a deadline. So if you have a story that you would like to share with me, or if you think this story will resonate with someone else, please share it. Please share with me. I love hearing from you guys and knowing how these podcasts reach your soul because I get so many amazing messages saying how that's happened to you and that you feel so inspired or you feel like I'm telling you guys your story back to you. I cannot tell you how much that means to me. So keep sending me those messages. I love hearing about them. I love hearing your stories. And if you have ever reached burnout and you know that you can't do it again, then this one was for you. And if you are on your way to reaching burnout, then this podcast is most certainly for you and my friend, baby, please take a break. That's what I've got for you guys today. I love you all. I will see you beautiful souls next week.